And welcome to the Heart Peace Podcast, your holistic relationship talk show for gamers. I'm your host, Master Wife. And I am Master Joe. Yes. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey. So today we're going to be talking about games and cartoons yeah. with our special guest. Yes. Right? We got a special, special So guest. special. Is so, this so guest. special. You guys don't even know. But you guys are going to have to wait <laughs> just a little bit. That's right. Because as always, we have our very first segment. The major heart piece of the week. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Always inspiring you gamers to be cool. And, and positive. And positive out there. Spread those heart pieces. Spread that love. Right, Umi? Umi yeah, that Umi was our cat too. talking if you heard her. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty kitty. So who's going first this You're gonna week? You're going to go first this time. How diplomatic. Yes. We doing the ping pong thing right now? Yep. We're playing pong. Ping. Pong. Ping. Yang. Zang. Yang. Yang. <laughs> it's ying yang. Well, we were playing. All right, cool. So my major heart piece of the week comes from, of course, E3. Um, there is a lot of stuff going on with E3, and you know, everybody develops opinions about E3. People like things, they don't like things. Uh, but you know, there's a certain way that you can, you know, disagree with stuff, right? And mm-hmm. my general rule of thumb is you are more than entitled to your opinion, but you gotta keep it respectful, man. Like, you know, yep. the the vitriol, the cruel, the hate speech, you gotta you gotta leave that stuff at the door. So I kind of went off on a little bit of a rant uh on Twitter uh after Nintendo's press conference because eh, I can understand some people were a little disappointed. They didn't see a whole lot of new, you know, unannounced things. Mm-hmm. It was mainly release dates for stuff we already know. And, you know, we're getting it all this year, which is great. Like, I'm I'm set. <laughs> <laughs> so many games set. But I understand the frustration. But some folks are just like, oh, Nintendo this and bleep, bleep, and they ruined everything. And, gar, blah, 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 blah. and you know, it made me kind of upset because I'm like, look, man, what if Nintendo decided, like, okay, cool, well, we're just not going to make any games anymore. That you know, like, sad. what if you what are they like? So, I'm having this conversation, and I was so happy. And this is my heart piece that oh, so many people on my Twitter feed on the internet, the, the evil place, the internet where everyone's mean, right? <laughs> so many people came and they were like, you know what? You're right, Joe. Like, yeah, you got to be cool. And like, there was just so much sensibility that was being, you know, fed back to me. And I'm like, yes, man, this is what I'm talking about. This is so good. Like, it's almost like we're adults or something having a conversation. Yeah. Like, it was it was really nice and refreshing. So, thank you to oh, all of you internet. peeps involved. That definitely boosted my spirits that day because, I mean, you know, it's hard to feel good when you're looking around and everybody's just throwing poop. Yeah. You gotta look so, at the positive, guys. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are the cleanup crew. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, my heart piece of the week was really... My um, family came and visited me. I was having a rough day, at, you know, in the lab and stuff like that. And, you know, sometimes you can critique yourself a lot, especially when you're in the lab and you're in school and you're trying to accomplish things. And mm-hmm. so just knowing that I still have people in my corner supporting me uh, has really been my heart piece of the week. And I really enjoy that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially when you're up in there, you know, going against your colleagues or not against them, but, you know, they're doing things and you're doing things. You know, you kind of get in that comparing mode. Yeah. And, oh, am I am I good enough? And, or imposter mentality. Yeah. Yeah. Imposter. Should I be here? You know. But then you still have people supporting you. Yes. That is good. Like, Makes you feel good. Like inside. Master Joe. Oh, well, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you for that. Cool. Well, we, like I told you guys are so very very excited uh this is our eighth episode and today we actually have a very 
very special guest with us. The, this lovely lady we met, well, we knew about her for a while, uh, but we actually got the chance to see her in person for the very first time at MAGFest back in January. Uh, MAGFest, I believe it was 13, uh, back at the end of January. She was at the Half Empty Energy Tank uh, stream, and she was you know, performing, and she also yeah. performed on the main stage a little bit later that uh, that day or the next day, and you know, it was just incredible watching her just do her thing. Uh, so she is joining us today, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> Anango Lamumba Kasango from Congo, aka Samus. How's it going, girl? It's going wonderfully. That was such a nice introduction. Thank you, guys. Yeah, hey. I wanted to like put a little a little like <laughs> emphasis on the name because it's so flowy. Like, oh my god, it's <laughs> so, so nice. fun to say. Beautiful yeah. name. The, yes, the yeah. most beautiful yeah. name. That Samus, is really cool. I would just like to let you know when we went to MacFest. Um, which is the musical and gaming festival for those folks at home. Yes. Master Joe was so hype. How hype was When he heard you at the Half Energy, like, E-Tank, uh, Mega Man Marathon. Mm-hmm. And so he came and told me, and he was like, you have to come. Like, oh, oh yeah, my gosh. You weren't you there. Have to. Yeah, I wasn't there the yeah, first Yeah, you weren't there. Yeah, I had to go back and share the good news with my wife. <laughs> You told me you were like, I wish my wife was there. You gotta meet my wife. You gotta meet my yeah. wife. Yes, I have to meet her. I have to meet her. So. It was the um. It was the geez. There was I don't even know. It was two songs. I think that was like I have to introduce the two of these people. And you had no hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're just talking about everything you're doing, and and you know, kind of breaking out, and you know, being able to you know, be in school and kind of doing all the things your parents want you to do, but at the same time fulfilling the things that you want to do as well. Yeah. And you know. Incidentally, the two of you are both in PhD programs right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Master wife mm-hmm. is getting her PhD in toxicology at UNC. That's right, Black Girls Rock. Yes. Oh yeah, so it's <laughs> and, freaking, uh, freaking. getting my PhD in science and technology studies up here in cold Ithaca uh, <laughs> at Cornell University. That's science, though. Like I can't even. I, I got a BA in art. <laughs> <laughs> I went to school. To draw pictures. That's important. So That's important. Yeah, yeah right. Here's what we're going to do. Okay, look. Y'all going to like cure everything and make everything technologically awesome. And then I'm going to draw pictures about it. How's that sound? I, I can do that. Yeah. Word. That. But see, I'm more, I'm more in the middle of the spectrum. I feel like, um, like you are, you're like the super science person. My field, we just study scientists. So we're not <laughs> Like we just study y'all. Um, <laughs> well, you're studying us to make us better. So there you oh, go. Thanks for the thanks for the assist with that. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of science people are like, "What are you doing? This ain't real work. Get out of here. Stop studying me." Right, <laughs> I know. Thank you. But the other song from that set, um, you actually did this acapella. There's nothing behind it. It was "Black Girls Want to Have a Hero Too." Yes, and that was awesome. I mean, no hands was hype, and I'm loving the message of black girls. It was like, oh my gosh, like. It was so personal and so raw and like real and it just, you know, speaks to your feel. So I was like, you know what? Yeah, Master Wife has to hear this. So we came back and heard you again with with her and some of our other friends at MAGFest and just got the whole experience. Uh, help, uh, you know, a second time, and you had some other songs in there. Then I bought uh, whatever I could buy. Yeah, we yes. literally bought all your stuff. And then we went <laughs> home and told our other friends about you, and we listened. So. We've been spreading the good word. I mean, yes. we've been spreading the good word. Okay, I'm trying to do better. 
Do not have me out here sobbing like a five-year-old. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Don't do that when people say really nice things. <laughs> All right. Um. Well, yeah, you know, we don't like you that much. All and right. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But word, so very excited to have you on the show. A uh, couple things. Of course, most people know you've, you've been on a ton of different shows and podcasts and things. So most people that know you already know a lot of this stuff. But just really quickly, yeah. uh, for some of our listeners who may have never heard of you before, even though I have no idea how that's possible, uh, <laughs> just who are you? What is Samus? Why do you rap about video games and okay. stuff? So the whole spiel. So basically, uh, I am a producer and rapper and I started with production I long before I ever started spitting any words I was making um, like video game in influenced music I don't even know what to call it, it mm. it's, it's it's not very good music but basically I wanted to have a video game when I grew up as a child and I didn't know how to program I also uh, wanted to have a cartoon I didn't know how to animate so I was like well I'll just make the music for this game and this cartoon. And then by the time I get older and know how to do all this stuff, I'll just have all this cool background music. So um, my older brother, he taught me how to use the, the program Reason, um, which is like a digital audio workstation. Huh. And I also practiced on the video game um, MTV Music Generator. Um, so I started making beats as I got into college and I listened to Kanye West. I was like, oh, I think production and being a producer is a really cool thing. So I started making more traditional hip hop style beats. Um, and then when I graduated from undergrad, I started rapping over those beats cause I was, you know, not so happy with my life situation. And I felt like that was a nice outlet. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people began asking me like, Ooh, who makes your beats for you? And I felt like that was weird because I was saying at the beginning of shows, Hey, I'm a producer and rapper. Um, And so I started noticing that there was like a discrepancy between when people spoke to me and when they spoke to my male producer friends um, to where they were sort of surprised that that was something that I was capable of doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was given the name Samus by a friend because the character Samus from the video game Metroid um, is in this armor suit. You can't tell that she's a woman until you get to the end of the game. And it's sort of a surprise because, um, at least up to that point, there really weren't any female characters doing anything like she was doing. Um, and, and for me, I felt like there was a similar, um, kind of effect where I would tell people, Oh, I'm the person making beats. And they'd be like, what? You (laughs) think that you're the person behind the armor? (laughs) boards or whatever um, why when you said that it made me think about napa from dbz <laughs> what nine thousand that's what happened every time so um i think that that resonates with a lot of what i'm about because it's a powerful woman character who's challenging sort of traditional gender norms hmm that is no that's an incredible you know backstory and i know we have definitely heard it uh, you know, you told everybody, and I think it's good to kind of keep that message flowing. Yeah, uh, just for so people can kind of understand where you're coming from. For sure. Uh, one of the inspirations, of course, you know, Kanye West. You mentioned him before. I was oh, going to yeah. ask you, what was the first Kanye experience you had? And I think you went to a concert. No, that was that was a little bit later on in high school. So I remember this so vividly. I was sitting at my uh, dad's computer uh, on AOL Instant Messenger. I was, you know typing some stupid stuff with my friends and I had MTV on in the background. This was a long time ago when MTV played music videos during yes, the day. Yes, I remember <laughs> many, those days. Many, many ago, right? Um, 
So MTV was on and I heard through the wire and I just turned from my computer. I, don't, I was in the middle of a conversation. I just turned from my computer. I looked at the screen. I was like, who is this guy? What is this? This is amazing. He's rapping about getting into a car accident and then dealing with it. Like, what? <laughs> and I love the production, like the sort of chipmunk soul feel that he had. I thought it was all so cool. And I remember turning back to my computer or my dad's computer and typing in Kane West because I had read it wrong. Kane West. <laughs> so I was like, who is Kane West? I was looking through Google. and Yo, uh, let and me hear some of that Kane West. Yeah, Kane West, right. Um, <laughs> And then it popped up and I was like, oh, Kanye. Okay. Uh, um, but I, I just loved him. I loved his whole, I was right, right before I was about to start college. So I had a lot of anxiety. And so hearing his story, I think I had never heard that articulated in hip hop before. It was so cool. One of my uh, favorite, because I'm, I'm a fan of what I like to call old school Kanye. Yeah, because everybody, everybody else gives my boy a, a bit of a hard time, and me too, because he do some crazy yeah. stuff. He does, he's wild. <laughs> but one of my favorite albums that he ever made uh, was back when I was in college. He was doing that whole like, you know, we can't tell if it's real or not. Beef with Fifty Cent. Yeah, Fifty Cent had his album, and then Kanye had Graduation. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, they were trying to say, okay, who's gonna sell more albums or whatever? Have this little yeah. album war. And but all the tracks on that one for me, like Flashing Lights and I Wonder. Yeah. And yep, yep. just, you know, uh, the Daft Punk kind of remix that he did, that everyone's like, oh, my gosh, who's Daft Punk? And I'm like, dear like, Lord, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, just all the songs. And I was like, man, this is so cool and good life. And, like, I really like that style that he had then of, it's of rapping. Magical. It's really, really, it was magical. And I almost feel like that's coming back through, like, like Chance the Rapper has a lot of that same sort of mm-hmm. magical feel to him in mm-hmm. terms of the production quality that he's using, a production that he's using. But I know exactly what you're talking about. I really, that whole trilogy of um, college dropout and late registration yeah. and then graduation, mm-hmm. those albums together, it's like beautiful. Right. So good. So good. So, okay. Here what we want to do. We want to get into a little bit of a segment now Okay. that is called Boost or break. Booster mm. break. You, uh, you listeners at home, you know how this works. We're going to ask Sam a couple questions mm. uh, to which you'll reply boost or break. Boost, of course, being the um, supporting uh, answer that she mm-hmm. would support whatever it is and then break saying, nah, bro, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So at all your shows, at least the ones that we have seen and you know some of the ones we've tuned in from live streams and whatnot, we've been on tour. Um, you like to encourage the use of props uh, with your arm cannon and your you know, yes. helmet from Samus. But also, you encourage people to kind of join in the show of you as your own little personal hype man or hype woman. Mm-hmm. So, this booster break is centered around... Hype uh, men. Yes, hype men. Uh-huh. Uh, four, we got four video game characters here. And we're going to ask you booster break on whether or not you would want them to be your hype men. Oh, this is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now, whatever the answer is, you got to tell us why, okay? Okay. All right, so first oh, one up, yeah. uh, Master Wife, personal favorite here. I think she would let this person be a hype man, even if there were no more hype men ever. Uh, Luigi, boost or break? Definitely a boost. <laughs> Definitely a boost. <laughs> Luigi does not get enough shine. And I feel like he's, he's kind of the ultimate hype man, right? Because he's like been Mario's hype man for yeah, years. Yeah, that is so true. 
he's been training for this for his whole life. So oh, you got a point. He's had his own year. He's got the deaf stare. If anything, he just look intimidating while you're doing your set. Just real <laughs> exactly. like gangster, just you know, me mug people in the back. Right. Um, I would feel a little bit bad having to be a hype. I kind of want him to be front and center because he spent so much of his life being in the background. Um, but I know that he would hold me down because he's held down his brother um, despite Mario maybe not making the best choices in his life. I feel like <laughs> Luigi's always there for him. So I Mario think has I, been known to get into some trouble that only Luigi could get him out of. Exactly. Bringing him along on stuff. So I, I, I think I would definitely boost definitely, but I would try to even put him in the forefront because he deserves that shine. Okay. Okay. Yes. I can respect that. Nice. I respect that. No master wife's happy with that. <laughs> Thank you, Samus. Thank okay. you. That, that girl loves Luigi. <laughs> That girl loves Luigi so much. All right, second character we have Navi from The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Mm. (laughs) I'm sorry. You don't want that. Hey, Hey, listen. Listen, everybody. Hey, watch out. Watch out. I don't know. I kind of... I feel like it might annoy me a little bit. <laughs> every song, you know? <laughs> Maybe a couple, but like every track, I don't know. I don't know. And that's part of why I also appreciate Luigi because he's, you know, he's not, he just doesn't feel like chitter chattering too much. He's kind of, you know, he can hover in the background. He's a quiet dude. I imagine, um, like, here, help me out, Master Wife. You just say, hey, but I just imagine if you're doing freaking Brin Star. You be, you be down there, say every day in Bryn Star. Hey, you live hard. Hey, you hey. get scars. Hey, and then you get smart. Like, that'd be so annoying. See exactly. You know what I'm talking about. What the whole set list with that? I don't know, man. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna applaud Master Ref right now because yeah, I was totally improv. Yeah, we did not yeah. plan that. Okay, moving on to the next character. That was a definite break on Navi the fairy. Uh, much love, Navi, but you annoying girl. Um, <laughs> Diddy Kong, boost or break? Ooh. DK's ooh. hype man. Yeah, I was going to say another hype man. Um, you know what? I I have to say boost. Mm. Say boost. Um, I appreciated Diddy. I, I appreciate Diddy kind of being in the mix. I think he was a like a cute little character. I liked his little hat. Um so, yeah, I, I like Diddy. I feel like he's kind of harmless, um, cute, nice, sweet, you know, a little bit raucous sometimes. But <laughs> but I think that he would be fun to have on stage. I feel like he'd be, he'd be at full of energy, like very energetic. Um, oh, I think yeah. it's a good quality to have about a, a, hype, a hype man. So, yeah, I, I would boost that. We might have to have a couple chats about what's supposed to be. <laughs> he can do some acrobatic stuff. Right. Know. But he can, yeah, he could do like cartwheels and flips and stuff. <laughs> I think he could bring something to the mix that I can't. You're absolutely right. So, yeah, he could stay. He could hang out. Diddy, man. He is one cool Kong. He is. He's a cool dude. <laughs> all right. And the last character we've got here in our Brute Break segment, yet another. I mean, all these characters have kind of been hype men or women in their own way, or fairies, yeah. hype fairies. Um, Tails, Miles Prower from the Sonic series. Boost or break? Total boost. Ooh, super Total boost. Total boost. I loved Tails was my actually the character that I liked more than Sonic. Wow. So when you played the game, it was Sonic was the hype man. Yes, exactly. (laughs) I adored Tails. I thought he was I mean, I remember playing and trying to get in funny situations with Sonic so that Tails would get like bumped or whatever. I thought that was funny. But I still do love him. I think that he's a really interesting um, really. He's just really cute. Like he's just adorable to me. I love that he has two tails. I love that he's (laughs) 
he just comes in whenever you need him. You know what I mean? Like, he'll, and you can lose him and he'll still find you. So at like a crazy convention or something, if you had to run, you know that Tails would find the room that you're supposed to be in. Um, so, yeah, I, I like Tails. I feel like Tails is, is a great, great character. I feel, I'm sorry, whenever somebody says lose, I have trigger words. Like, I got trigger words. Oh, so I'm so sorry. Whenever so somebody sorry. says lose, I always, like, in my head, Eminem comes in my head and just yells, lose yourself every single time without fail. Note to self. I had a little, I had a little chuckle to myself. All right, I have another hype man. I know oh, that, I know that oh, was the last one. Oh, mystery hype man. I know that was the last one. Oh, snap. But what about Bowser? <laughs> Bowser. Yo, Bowser spits hot fire, literally. And that's why I'd have to break him. I cannot have him on stage trying to snatch the mic from me. Oh, he but would. Also, I feel like he doesn't he doesn't understand boundaries. That's true. He clearly has a problem with boundaries. Like he just keeps doing the most. So he might be coming for you, Samus. I know. We will be competition. I'm not trying to give him any more shine that he already needs. He's a, he's an attention seeker, you know? Know, he doesn't yeah. know how to stand in the back and let things happen. So I, I don't know. I don't know if we could do it. I, if we could talk, maybe, and right. figure out an arrangement, I, would, I wouldn't I would be opposed to working with him, but I don't think that. So he, I, he would but, have to talk to your manager. Yeah, we, he would have to go through some steps. Oh, he I, would have to work out terms. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're right. All those years of Mario Party, now he's got his own Bowser Party. I mean, he is doing a lot. He is. He's doing the most. Like, you... Calm down, Bowser. <laughs> you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Calm down, Bowser. Word. Cool. Well, unless Master Wife has any more mystery <laughs> booster I'll breaks. think of some more. I don't know. <laughs> Not right now. That was an awesome first segment. We're going to take a quick commercial break here, and then we'll be right back with some more from the main lady with the arm cannon, Samus, in part two, right after this break. Hello, listeners. Have you ever experienced something like this while playing Splatoon? Come on, guys! I can't win Splatzone by myself! Great! Everyone on my team has a Splat Charger! Why do I keep getting bad teams? <laughs> Hi, I'm Squilliam Cuddlebutt with a public service announcement for the Inkopolis Stress Management Center. If you're like me, you've probably had some blood pressure rising moments while playing Splatoon. I once got so mad after a rough loss that I actually exploded. I mean, boom. Exploded. I had a rough time putting myself back together, too. But then I found out about the Inkopolis Stress Management Center. The Inkopolis Stress Management Center is the perfect place for kids and squids alike to chill out after a rough game. You can listen to the latest tunes from the Squid Sisters, ease the tension in your tentacles at their in-house spa, or take a soothing, all-natural ink bath to wash the salt away. The Inkopolis Stress Management Center was recently awarded the Meverse Community Choice Award, scoring a perfect 10 out of 10 tentacles for its commitment to the wellness of Inklings everywhere. Nowadays, I still lose terribly most of the time when I play Splatoon, but I'm as cool as Calamari. If you are like I was and feel like you're about to literally explode, do yourself the favor. Go visit the folks at the Inkopolis Stress Management Center. Tell them Cuddlebutt sent you. The Inkopolis Stress Management Center is governed by the city of Inkopolis. Kids and squids only. Must be covered in salt to apply. Welcome back, guys, to the Heart Peace Podcast. Before the break, we've been talking about hype men. Now we're going to get into some games and cartoons. Hey, yo, games and cartoons, some milk in my cereal. I'll be home soon to chill with my video. Games and cartoons, some milk in my cereal. I'll be home soon to chill with my video. Games, 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 games. 
Yeah. I wish yeah. I could live in my video games. I would never come back. That's where my homies and my villains is at. Yes. Love that song. So, okay, we got, we're sitting here with Samus, uh, and this is one of her songs on the Other M album that she created, and it's, oh my gosh, so it's good. fantastic. You guys should check it out. Actually, no, this was from the Mother Brain album. My bad. Well, it's kind of, the way you've got it segmented, I guess, let me let, let, me let you say it, because <laughs> I'm going to mess it up right now. Yes, no problem. So yeah, that's on the Mother Brain project. That was my first uh, full-length album, and that dropped in 2012. Um, then I had another album in uh, 2013 called Prime. And then my most recent project is like an EP, and that one is definitely more concept-based, and it is called Another M, and it's based um, on the first Metroid video game. There we go. See, Samus with the save. Thank you, Samus. <laughs> cool. So the whole premise around this game, and there's a music video involved. We'll, we'll probably put some links uh, in, the, in the podcast notes on this one so you guys can check that out. Okay. Uh, but it's, it's super good. I think you produced that one, the music video, didn't you? Yes. So. Yes, I did. And it was super stressful because I'm not, I've never done comedy anything before. So I was like, I hope this doesn't fall flat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Very stressed about that. How did you get people involved? Like... Yeah, those those were just all my my like grad school friends. But it's really funny the way that we actually ended up coming together initially was um, uh, we were all on the same executive board for the like the Black Graduate Professional Student Association. And I was really this was my first semester or the beginning of my second semester. and I was really sad. I hadn't met anybody that I thought was cool. So I sent out this email like, hey, does anyone want to come over and play Sega later? And then all of them were like, yeah, through <laughs> <laughs> everyone was playing Sonic. It was like the, the best thing ever. So Sega really like saved us that whole that whole second semester. We would just go to my spot and play Sega and talk and drink and do whatever. Oh, my um, gosh. So those were just all my homies that I had really connected with through this experience of playing, you know, the Sega Genesis. And the system that you have in that uh, music video is the Sega Genesis. Yes, that is the Sega in question. That oh, ends up- see? Yeah. The plot thickens. Yes. <laughs> cool, Not cool. Close. So the whole concept of Game of Cartoons, I mean, it's, you know, like the song says, uh, you know, it's it's the place where we all want to be at. Uh, you talk about kind of having to go through the rigmarole of your day to day, going to work, going to commute, dealing with people. And then you finally just get home and all you want to do is play games and watch cartoons. And that's definitely a relevant thing yeah. <laughs> for me personally. When I go to work and I come home, I don't do nothing. Just, mm. you know, let me sit down and play some steam real quick. Yeah. Uh, and just chill out. Um, and I think that's something a lot of gamers kind of, you know, do is games and cartoons. Those are our, you know, kind of escapes, you know, yes. from the realities of life. We can kind of just yeah. go back to a cool place in our childhood yeah. and, and just, you know, mellow out and kind of recover from everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that part of why this song seems to have resonated with a lot of people, even outside the gaming world, is that a lot of us spend so much of the day doing things we don't want to do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm oh learning God, yeah. that adulthood is very much just about doing things you don't want to do and not complaining about it. I'm like, oh, okay. So it doesn't necessarily get a, a whole lot better. You just stop whining about it. I guess <laughs> a little bit older. <laughs> um, but uh, so I think the, like you said, this idea of being able to escape somewhere. And for me, that's in games, cartoons, whatever. Um, really, really resonates with with not just kids who have to sit in a classroom where they're bored out of their mind, but also sitting at 
you know, at work or in traffic or even in a conversation you don't want to be in. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How did you like, like, how do you find time for those things that you like love to do, mm. um, such as games and cartoons in yeah. your adulthood life? Because some people like some adults will, or will say like, oh, you need to put away those childish things or you need mm. to be more serious when that's not always the case for everyone. Like these are types of escapes. Like some people yeah. go hiking. I mean, these are a part of, you know, you as an individual. Right. Right. And that's a great question because it's, um, something that I actually have a lot of anxiety about because I, um, I'm realizing that I have to actively create the time and the space to do those things or it's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, what what's worked for me is recognizing when I'm the most productive or when I'm the least productive. And when I know I'm not going to be productive, like it's like, okay, time to put on the Netflix or the YouTube or whatever, watch some stuff or play some stuff. So I'm not, I'm not a morning person. Oh, so me you're neither. not a morning oh, person. Oh, me neither. I'm not good at mornings at all. <laughs> I never have been. I've always have struggled my way through mornings. Um, and so if I have, you know, a little bit of time during the morning, I'll watch something or I'll, you know, I'll watch some, I've been watching a lot of, um, it's a really stupid show, C-Lab 2021 on YouTube, um, in the mornings. Um, it's like an old school adult swim cartoon. It's very, very dumb. So I don't encourage (laughs) anyone to watch it, but, (laughs) um, but that's, you know, I know that I'm not going to be doing anything at that time. So I may as well get in all my good stuff then and be happy at that point because being awake early doesn't make me happy. Um, and then at night, that's when it's time for me to sit down and write whatever I'm supposed to be writing or um, reading whatever I'm supposed to be reading. And, you know, of course, that changes when I have a, you know, when I'm teaching because I can't just do whatever I want in the morning. Yeah. Um, right, yeah. But definitely making sure to, to, like, actively give myself 30 minutes to an hour of, quote unquote, like, break time every day. And that's when I'm messing around and not making myself feel bad that I'm doing that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I know, I understand that being in grad school. I know you do. Yeah, taking the time, you know, away for yourself mm-hmm. and not feeling bad like this is time for me and it's not about like working hard at this moment. This right. is what I want right now. So Right, right. This and is you- my life. <laughs> exactly. It's my life. I could do what I want. What is Bro? the JG Wentworth it's my money and I need it now. And I need it now. <laughs> JG you went- <laughs> Uh, 877 Cash Now. Oh, my gosh. 877 Cash Now. Willie? 877 Cash Now. <laughs> <laughs> that looked like fun. I wanted to participate. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm really happy. <laughs> yeah, so, like, you know, we're talking about balance with your, your producing and rapping and all those things. Getting I was PhD, wondering, like, teaching. like, where do you find your inspiration for, like, mm. the different you know, the songs that you make, such as games and cartoons. And- yeah. Um, that's a really great question. Inspiration. Um, well, I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty emotional person. Um, it's very fun. On the last tour I went uh, on with Mega Ran, um, he was really surprised because he was like, you're so emotional. You're always just like tearing up about everything. <laughs> everything makes me want to like cry, whether it's good or bad. Um, and so I think for me, it's when I'm sitting there and I'm watching something or I'm hearing something or I'm experiencing something and I suddenly feel like, oh, I might be about to cry. Then I'm like, okay, that's obviously something. There's a feeling there. There's yeah. something that I'm trying to express. 
And then I start to like peel back the layers and maybe write it down. And of course, not everything is coming from this like deeply emotional place. Yeah. Um, but sometimes like on an album, I'll think, okay, I have a lot of heavy tracks on here. It's time to write something a little bit more lighthearted. Well, what makes me happier? What makes me smile? Oh, games and cartoons make me smile. Okay, yeah, I'll talk about that. I don't have anything that talks specifically about that. Let me do that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's uh, I think a combination of like, when the moment strikes me and I'm feeling very emotional and, and I try to unpack what's behind there. And then sometimes just trying to make sure that I'm representing myself in as like broad a spectrum as possible. So if I have, a, you know, 11 songs on an album and I feel like I haven't talked about one topic that I, I think is important culturally, mm-hmm. then it's like, OK, I got to make a song about, you know, what it means to be a black woman or something to that effect. Yeah, that is so awesome, like, that you can just not only just rap about yourself and how you feel, but also express what a culture can feel, like black culture or being a black woman. And you, like your songs, if you listen to your songs on your different CDs, like Another M. and mm-hmm. Or even more recently, you've, you've uh, created yes. uh, kind of a, a, a single in such called Three yeah. Fifths, which yes. I'm going to play a little bit of that uh, here and now just to kind of give the listeners a feel of, of what it's about, but it's definitely a song uh, that speaks to the the social and cultural kind of issues we have going to the day. So you guys take uh, a listen at this. They don't give a f- about us. If he brown, when in doubt, gun them down and now what? I wonder how much y'all judge is the worth of my soul. I tend to round up three fists to a hole. Yeah, they don't give a f- about us. If she brown, when in doubt, gun her down and now what? I wonder how much y'all judge is the worth of my soul. I tend to round up three fists to a hole. And that is just the, the very beginning kind of hook. Of course, it goes well in, in depth of that. But of course, talking about the struggle uh, that a lot of you know black youths are facing now against the police and that we're just kind of getting gunned down in these really upsetting uh at the rate of their happening you know and i don't want to harp on it too much but just to point out the fact that you know you're not scared to kind of take on those issues as well you know and kind of jump out of uh the familiar you know friendlier world of games and cartoons and nerdcore rapping you know everybody's homies and we're all cool and chilling and talking about something serious that song in particular uh of course i know there's got to be some inspiration in there just because the way that first line is uh, yeah. from Michael Jackson's They Don't Really Care About Us. That's yeah. the, kind of the first thing I thought, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think I've, I have started to feel a greater sense of responsibility, like as my, um, as more and more people have listened to what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when I first started out, it wasn't, um, I definitely wanted to say something. I didn't just want to be rapping about absolutely nothing, but I, didn't have, I think, as much of a firm planting in this, the idea that I need to talk about social justice issues. Mm. Um, But I think as more people have listened to me, I'm realizing, oh my God, I'm starting to develop a bit of a platform. Like this is a privilege Mm -hmm. that I can say things and have people listen to what I'm saying. So let me not squander that on just talking about what I ate for dinner last night when there's (laughs) like, crazy stuff happening in the world to to people that look like me to like Mm -hmm. to black women to black men you know like I can't even though I love games and cartoons I'm not gonna um get up there and and pretend that I don't have a burden and a weight on my shoulders from thinking about those of you know my 
brothers and sisters who can't be around right now to play games and cartoons because they were mm. gunned down or because, you know. Um, yeah, definitely. So I think that that's it's important for me to make sure that that's that perspective is represented and specifically as it relates to black women, because um, like in that song, I made sure that in the chorus um, that it switches between, you know, he, him to like she, her in the second mm-hmm. part of that chorus, because I want to talk about what's happening with black women, too, because that gets overlooked. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that's, and that's, that's super admirable. Yeah. And that's so awesome that you have like a diverse audience where you're yeah. not only speaking to black culture, but you're speaking to so many cultures. And I right. find that your fans that support you also right. like are listening to what you're saying and supporting yeah. it and like expressing it to other people. So I thought that is really awesome. Thank you so, so much. I appreciate that. So I want to kind of bring it back into the main topic. Like I said, I don't know, that's, oh man, there's, we could, that could be, we could have different that's episodes. like a whole, <laughs> that's a whole nother podcast. Like a series. <laughs> I, I mean, oh my goodness. But at any rate, um, nods for that. And so with the other aspect of kind of our whole theme of games and cartoons, there are folks out there who kind of have, you know, a, a routine, an ordeal. And, you know, one of the things that I always tell you all the time that I'm just continually impressed with is your ability to kind of manage everything and get everything you've got going on and Mm -hmm. still be able to, you know, make the time and kind of balance the work life between all the different things you have going on. Uh, But part of the beauty of it is that everything that you're doing right now is essentially a product of the very concept of games and cartoons. Yeah. So if you could like just a little bit kind of talk about how games and cartoons, you know, for the listeners, how yeah. that can be transformed to something positive and worthwhile like you've been doing mm-hmm. uh, yeah. with your, you know, your your art. Yeah, thank you so much for for, you know, making me feel good about the the hot mess that is my life because I'm always all over the I'm perpetually like stretched in five or six directions. Um, well, 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 you know, you you ain't that hot, you know. We don't want you right. to be crying out here nothing. <laughs> hey, don't get it twisted. So I'm glad that on the surface <laughs> it appears like I have it together, but um, I think it's it's been really spectacular to to be able to like have the thing that you did as a kid and that you've done as an adult have this type of of resonance. I really feel like I was put on this planet at the exact right time to do this because it's mm. just now as I'm you know starting to to talk about these things. That's when I discovered that nerdcore was a thing. You know, I was doing all this stuff independently of knowing that that scene existed. And then it was like, oh, here's a scene that cares exactly about what you're talking about. So (laughs) um, that's been really fantastic. And even in terms of uh, my academic work, I've been able to um, like parlay my, my uh, like recording career or the fact that I'm interested in sound reproduction and uh like recording practices and now my dissertation research is focused on you know recording practices in low-income communities um and all of that came about because i started making music because i wanted to make music for a video game because i loved video game music um so it's like it really has changed the direction of the you know the trajectory of my life um i never thought you know, back in high school when I was making these little songs on Reason or MTV Music Generator that, <laughs> you know, 10 or whatever years later, I would be here really making somewhat of a, a career doing this stuff and having people really like listen and care about it and share it. So I guess the, the message is that whatever you're working on, like, um, keep doing it. 
Like, <laughs> yeah. the audience will come. The audience will be there for it. Even if it seems really weird or out there or people tell you that you're too grown to be doing it, um, which I know happens a lot with games and cartoons, yeah. as you mentioned earlier. Um, but, yeah, just keep keep working on it. And there will be other people out there who are into it. And I think it also brings up, you bring up an important point, is that you can, whatever you love, you can kind of work into your career. Yes. And so that was so awesome that you got to, like, take what you love and, like, make it kind of into your career and into your dissertation. That's really awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the things uh, off off air that we were talking with Samus uh, before we got started here was that, you know, with me and Twitch streaming, uh, you know, I'm I'm a designer professionally, and you know that's my that's my day job, uh, and that is found out that there are some really cool things that can overlap between you know digital design and web coding and HTML and that type of stuff, and streaming on Twitch. Uh, I recently learned uh, one of the girls from the Super Smash Bros. Melee community, Milk T, uh, who was a little chin, she figured out a way to code an overlay for use in her stream. And it's so nice. I was looking at it, and I'm like, man, this is so nice. The gutters are all consistent. The text is all consistent. Everything is nice and aligned and good use of the grid. And I'm like, this looks like she designed it. Like, man, it's pretty crazy. And up to that point, I thought that people always just did that in Photoshop. It was just making skins, and it was all image-based. But no, this girl used HTML and CSS and coded this thing. And, you know, for the benefit that she can edit it and change it really quickly on the fly. And I'm like, man, that's awesome. And so now, you know, it's going back to that whole point of, you know, kind of sneaking it into your profession and mixing it with your hobbies and games and cartoons and everything. So now I'm trying to figure out how I can code my overlay. And in turn, it's, you know, me using my professional skills. It's kind of crazy. Exactly. And and it's great that you bring up that point because I I remember doing a panel earlier this year. And one thing that I had said was that it it doesn't just work in terms of my, like, my kind of side interest working into my being worked into my academic life. But, you know, as someone who has had to be in the academy, I've had to learn how to write in a particular type of way and craft emails in a particular type of way. And that's helped in my music career because then I can reach out to people as a professional and put together, you know, an email or put together, put myself together in, in a very sort of professional way that I realize not every artist is able to do. (laughs) Um, So I think that, the bottom line there again is to see, to pick and choose what you can from different aspects of your life and find a way to make them make you the best person possible. Yep. That, that's excellent. That is like a quote. <laughs> I'm going to take that and I'll print that out and put it up on my wall. I'm going to look at it every morning in the mirror. <laughs> so, like, you've been doing a lot of touring, which is awesome. Yeah, I just got off of the Rappers of Arm Cannons tour with the homie yeah. Meg Ranch. Shout out to the homie. Yes, and you're going on another tour too, right? Yes, I am. So um, he was kind enough, Mega Ranch, once again. And for those of you that don't know, look him up. He's really awesome. Um, he's a nerdcore teacher turned rapper guy who's just all over the place. If you think I'm doing a lot, go look at him. He's <laughs> six times more than me. Um but he uh, is going on, a, I think, a pretty long run, maybe two or three weeks. And I'm going to be joining him for four dates in the Northeast um, portion of that tour. So that's going to be actually starting next week. Mm, and that is the, the Forever Fremicon tour. Yes. Oh, not bad. So by the time that you all are hearing this, on, you know, this on, on the Monday, uh, you guys can still kind of tune in. Will there be live streams for this? 
Um, I hope so. That's actually a really great question, and I think it's something I need to start thinking about a little bit more. Um, but I'm sure we can hook something up. And if not, I'll take a ton of pictures. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they are, then tomorrow it feels so weird because we're like, it's Wednesday. Uh, but <laughs> tomorrow, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. they'll be in Boston, uh, followed by Syracuse on the 24th and Watertown, New York uh, on the 25th at the Flashback Lounge. Um, and all these times are, you know, either evening or for the most part. Looks Ooh. like there's one at 3 p.m. Uh, early show. Yeah. But, you know, 7, 8 p.m. for the most part. And you guys can tune in for that. Uh, the tour life. Yeah, I was about to ask that. Like, how do you make time for your friends and family? Studies. <laughs> like, along with making time for yourself, but, like, for people who, like, have been there for you? Yeah. Um, well, I have to say first that I have been really blessed to have. Um, so I'm currently, a, like, an assistant residence hall director, um, which is, my, I guess, like, my day-day job. Oh, wow. mm. um, but I have a supervisor who's really really flexible and i'm working in a like a music focused residential community so um you know i when megabram was like oh do you want to go on tour during march i was really apprehensive like i have stuff that i need to be doing here in ithaca i can't just like roll out but i was like you know what let me just have the conversation with my supervisor and i was like i, I might be going on tour and he was like, okay, cool. Well, have fun. <laughs> you know, let me know how it goes. Like, Take okay. pictures. Let me know how it goes. Yeah. And my, uh, my advisor for my, my, my like, um, committee for my PhD, he's in a band. So oh. he's very understanding about this whole, like, music academic life. So I think I've just been very, very blessed and have people who are helping me to manage this um, these sort of dual, dual roles. Um, but even if, if not, I would say that, uh, just, I was just, I would spend a lot of time, um, like doing work, um, in between like sets or in between, mm -hmm. uh, like different locations. Yeah. Um, you still like gotta I, be responsible and, and take care of your stuff. Exactly. Like I was really, really sad last year at Orlando Nerdfest, I think. Um, because I was right before I was going to take some very important qualifying exams. Oh, yes. And so I, you, you already know. Yes. So I <laughs> in my hotel room, like I came downstairs to do my performance and then literally the rest of the weekend I was in my room just writing and writing and people were sending me texts like, Hey, oh. in the lobby or like this person's about to go on. And I'm like, I was so angry. Oh. And then by the, the, you know, the weekend ended and I just had to leave. I hadn't seen anybody. Um, I was you know, pretty tight then, but that's how it is sometimes. It just, it is like that. You have to figure out when you can't do certain things and, you know, prioritize. But, um, I think accepting that that's how it's going to be sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's definitely part of the adult life you were talking about. I mean, exactly. same stuff, but you just, you know, you learn not to complain about it so much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, Twitter. yeah I'm still working on that. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I complain a lot. I just, um, you know, I strategically complain. <laughs> complain strategically. <laughs> Word. Cool, cool. I mean, absolutely. Those are some amazing points. Uh, all of the notions of, you know, kind of being able to take something that you're so incredibly passionate about and something that's basically ingrained in your DNA as a person, being a gamer, being uh, someone who is a member of that community, a member of that fandom, 
uh, of that family even and being able to take that and translate it, you know. So, you know, between what you've got going on now with the tour, school, all that type of stuff, what is next for Samus? I mean, what what you got working? I know you got something cooking. In the lab. No, you're working on, I believe, a new album? Yes, so I've been working on my next album and I'm very, very excited about it. Um, I'm I'm working with um, a... I'm not going to go through all the trials and tribulations of my sound engineer relationships in the past, but I will say <laughs> that I'm happy that I'm working with someone who is really dope um, and makes it so that I don't have to mix my stuff because I hate mixing and mastering so much. I find it <laughs> incredibly tedious work. Um, and so I'm happy to work with someone who wants to do that with me. And I kind of trust um how he hears things. So it's great. I've been, you know, making the beats and doing the raps and he's mixing stuff and sending me mixes and I play them in the car and they make my heart melt. So I'm really, really, really excited about that. Um, hoping to get, hoping to get out on the West coast, um, at the end of this year, like for maybe a little tour, I have one date there for a convention, but I want to, um, I set up a little, uh, like a link today for people to let me know where, if they want me to visit them in their city. Oh, yeah, so yeah. I'm seeing if, if I get any like West coast plugs so far, people have said Portland is like one of the spots and then Durham, I keep hearing about. Yeah, so I, yeah I know there's this, there's this, there was this one dude, I think his name was like master Joe or something. I saw on that Google yeah, that. He was like, yeah. Oh, you should come to Durham. Cause it's awesome. <laughs> I saw that earlier. We're going to, we're going to plug that. I think in the, in the podcast notes here. Yeah. So, uh, it's called Suggest a City for Samus to Visit is the headline there. And you can go in and uh, it was a kind of a collaboration between Samus and her friends at the Double Clicks uh, putting this Google Doc together. It's got all this information you can fill out and you can say, you know, suggest a venue, uh, give the details about it, the website, any contacts that you've seen there or the owner or, you know, any reason basically that you can think of as to why Samus should come and, and grace your scene with her bars. Uh, so definitely I I don't want to sound like pretentious where I'm like why should I go there it's more like will my music fit there (laughs) it would definitely fit here Oh, I mean you know I'm just saying Durham used to be the Black Wall Street so I believe you you're like honestly the the fourth or fifth person like recently in the past like two weeks from Durham who I've had some connection with because of music stuff so I really actually do feel like I need to get down there yeah oh (laughs) That's all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> Cast your ballots now. Cool. It has been so so very exciting and fun talking yeah, with yes. you and, and Thank sharing you, all this Samus, information. Thank you, for coming. Thank oh, you. Oh yeah. I mean, so dream happy. come true for us. I mean, I, I can always think back to just meeting you guys for the first time and just how cool and magical that was and everything. And you know, now here we are, months later, just you know, chatting and just you know, being homies. And it's it's, it's amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. And congratulations again on on getting this together because it's. It's not oh, easy yes. to do crowdfunding. It's not easy to to get a podcast together. So I'm I'm really excited for y'all, and I know big things are in the future. Absolutely, thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you for inspiring so many people. Yes. <laughs> Fun and fact for the listeners at home: uh, Samus is actually one of our Hall of Fame uh, Kickstarter backers. Uh, so up there on the page, you guys can go to the website and, and read that off. So thank you so yes. much for believing. <laughs> of course, of course. I got Absolutely. You. And I just want to say thank you for blessing us with your platform, with your skills to like 
you know, express what we need in this society, in the black culture, as well as in the world. Yeah. So. Thank I think you. you're an awesome person inside and out. Yeah. yeah. Aww, e-hugs. I e-hugs. E-hugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So very good. So good. Well, yeah. Um, tell you what, since, I mean, clearly you're all over the place, why don't you tell the listeners uh, where they can find you and, and listen to more of your amazing things? On the Facebook. Okay. You on can the find me face. on the face, on the my face. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I'm. On Facebook, uh, facebook.com, you know, backslash Samus Music, S-A-M-M-U-S. That's music. two M's, two That's M's. two M's. Um, if you look up the other lady, the other Samus, you'll find a diff- very different person. <laughs> I promise it will not be me. Um, and my website is samusmusic.com, S-A-M-M-U-S music.com. It's the same thing for Twitter, and I try to keep posts to a minimum on most of my social media except twitter so if you do not want to hear what i have to say about anything don't follow me on twitter but on <laughs> facebook it's like one post a day so not too bad right keep it at all lock and it's samus music on on Bandcamp, on yeah, soundcloud, soundcloud on itunes everywhere. so you guys can any of the tracks we played games and cartoons and a little bit of the three-fifths if you want to hear the whole thing you can definitely go check it out on any one of those and we'll have you know links for all that stuff for your convenience uh on our website so absolutely good stuff Thank you so much uh, for hanging with us and, no and, and being on, man. And, and we wish you so much success. Yeah, yeah. Good, much success with the, uh, with the tour of every yes. Famicom. Y'all are the best. Super awesome. Love that Samus. Yes. Love her. Lady is real. Lady, keep it real, y'all. She keep it real. <laughs> well, yeah, we hope that you all enjoyed this episode of the Heartbeats Podcast, Games and Cartoons. Learned a lot, and I uh, hope you are a little more inspired uh, to yes. continue, you know, just enjoying the thing that you love. You realize you don't have to shelf it, even though you're an adult with like, responsibilities and things going on. A lot of times you'll find that, you know, things that you're most passionate about are the things that will help you along the way, you know, mm-hmm. just like Sam was saying, yep. uh, you know, with the sound design and everything just kind of coming back together. So don't give up. Trust your instincts. <laughs> and be like Sam is. <laughs> and, yeah. and be like Sam is. And be like Sam is. <laughs> I want to be like Samus when I grow up. <laughs> As always, you can find us on Twitter. On Twitter. <laughs> on oh, iTunes. Well, we're on Twitter. Yeah, you can find us on Twitter. We're at uh, HP Podcast. It's twitter.com slash HP Podcast. So you can listen to all of the things that we don't say. You can uh, also find us on the Facebook. Yes, on the Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash heartpeacepodcast. We uh, like to post up some things there. So definitely give us a like, all the social media. And for the listening, you can find us on iTunes, on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, or at heartpeacepodcast.com. Well, until next time, peace out, heart pieces.